the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Yes, I'm the co-founder now of Blackman Rakowitz Public Relations, and I have a special guest today, and her name is Bunny Dibness, and Bunny is the Director of Professional Services for Live Home. Welcome, Bunny. Hi. Thanks, Cindy. Um, I'm really glad that you're on the show. I wanted to say to everybody that's listening that, you know, even though the promotion card reads marketing senior care. That's not what we're really talking about today. We're really talking about the education process and, you know, how many issues there are and how many things that, Bunny, you have to communicate to constituencies to educate people and what they have to do in an inevitable part of life. So welcome, and I'm going to ask you our first question, okay? And... um, you know, it's a good question, a big question. Why is there recently so much attention paid to aging, Bunny? Thanks, Cindy. That is a great question. And we keep hearing about this age wave coming, and it seems like it's actually here. Um, this January, pretty frightening, but the first baby boomers were eligible for Social Security, which certainly is an eye-opener to us in the aging field. Um, a little perspective on what those means for per- people personally and professionally involved with this is... I think, first of all, that the, the, the aging is absolutely epidemic. The number of those that are 65-plus is just going to keep getting larger. Currently, about one in eight people are in America are over 65, and by 2030, that number is going to be one in five. Uh, more important than that is this group that's 85-plus. This, this is the segment of the population that we call the old-old, and that is going to multiply by four in the next 30 years. And this- That's amazing. It's a whole generation that ha- nobody had the experience in how to talk to them, really, because it's a new breed. That's right. And even more, even more, as important as that, this is a lot of the time when some of these challenges that we associate with getting old start to rear their ugly head. So that 85-plus group is very, very vulnerable. Uh, for us and, and those in the aging fields and those that will follow us in the aging fields, it really does bring new challenges and opportunities. Uh, I think right out the biggest thing is uh, uh, baby boomers certainly are not a passive group. They are coming into that age laid louder. They have more political clout, and they want to make sure that they can, they can have some control over the way they age. As you hear on commercials, it won't be our parents' old age. And that's really important for us to understand as we look forward. It's going to be different. Very different. And also, I think these people are more, you know, they have more resources available to them. There's the Internet and stuff. How much are they really using them? Yeah, they are. The Internet is used um, not so, it keeps growing and growing for the older population. But the fact is the majority, the mass majority of baby boomers are on the Internet. Um, not so true of the oldest of the old. So that's going to have huge implications for the next generation. Oh, I'm sure. But, you know, I know that we've talked when we sat down and we talk about um, how people, you know, learn. You know, people always learn that they have to deal in, you know, in 
elder care or sick care. But I mean, it, they don't expect it. In the past, it was always never planned proactively. It was kind of reactive. And I would imagine that a lot of your, a lot of the people that come in touch with you are people that have an emergency. That is true. As we, as we all, all of us say, we always think we're 15 years younger than we really are. So it's, it's, it's hard to believe that it's actually happening to us. No, it really is. Well, given that people are living longer, let's discuss some of the special challenges and opportunities in, you know, this whole new set of people and the, and the baby boomers that are aggressive planners. Let's talk about specifics. Sure. I think, you know, one of the things is the reality is as people age, their physical health changes. And as people get older, number one, they get increasingly frail. And that, that is just, unfortunately, we do it at different paces, but it certainly happens as people age. The other most frightening thing, and I think for, mo- for many of us, it is the, the most frightening thing about aging, is the memory issues. And the numbers are staggering. When we talk about an epidemic, currently when people are 75 years old or under, there's about one in 10 chance of having some kind of memory or what we call cognitive deficits. By the time people reach that age 85, which is that number that I talked about before, it's one in two. And by the time people reach 90, we're talking about eight in 10 will have significant enough memory or cognitive problems to impact the way they live their daily living. So those are frightening numbers. The third factor that is a challenge for us as people age is the social isolation. I think, you know, we look at the number of people that die, the movement, the, the, the moving away from traditional neighborhoods, the families being out of town, people getting divorced. It all is, this is a recipe, these three factors for really, really a recipe for disaster. Um, people that are old are very vulnerable to, as we see, self-neglect and often physical or fiduciary abuse. So it's a serious problem. Um, on the flip side, though, um, where there isn't that traditional family support, the professionals, and this is where the opportunities and the challenges come in, professionals, when they are available and they make themselves available and they understand these issues, can become the trusted advisors for many of these older adults and really protect them and serve them as they age. It's kind of scary that what usually a fiduciary is probably a child, I would guess, on the most part. Am I right about that? Yeah, the, majority are, the majority are their children, but there are surrogate fiduciaries, uh, professional fiduciaries that you have to, that are, there are many good ones in the community. You just have to do your due diligence. And as you talked about before, plan ahead and do your homework so you know who's going to be there to make decisions for you when you may not be able to make them for yourself. I know that you've spoken about as a society, that we're not really prepared, um, you know, to, again, it's, it's that reactive versus proactive in planning. And I, I want to point out to the listeners that you're very much about proactive planning and encouraging it, um, you know, from, you know, baby boomer on, I guess, or maybe you would even encourage earlier than that, but we could discuss that later. Um, but what, let's talk about how we, you know, deal with this subject as a society. I think basically the bottom line is we are simply not prepared. The 15 years that I've been in this business, we've known this age wave is coming. 
yet we see fewer and fewer nurses. There's a huge shortage of nurses. There's a shortage. We're looking forward to a huge, a huge shortage of, of the, the face-to-face caregivers. And in the medical profession, there's, a, there's this prejudice against ageism, and the geriatricians, the specialists in geriatric medicine, are paid much less than there and given much less respect than the plastic surgeons and the surgeons and the other folks that are a little bit sexier. So we've got, we've got a real problem line ahead. Um, I think one of our jobs is to help the families become prepared. So they can partner in ha- taking care of older pe- their older relatives, and they are prepared and sort of go back to what we used to be, where families did take t- some responsibility. You start right. looking at our California state budget and the disaster of the de- deficit on the federal level, and you can see there's not going to be the government to bail this generation out of some of the costs that are associated with aging. Even if you are, even if you are the new vice president nominee, Sarah Palin, who gave a hell of a speech, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't think out of the many, many, many things last night in her speech that, you know, she. I don't know if you watched the speech, um, buddy, but she, you know, was very much in attack mode and defense mode in terms of, um, you know, attacking the opponents. But one of the issues that she didn't really mention, even though she mentioned everything else in terms of small families and you know, um, you know, special needs kids and teenage pregnancy, and family represents all of it. She didn't really talk about the aging that much. I don't think she talked about the aging, and I think there was a narcissism that the way she is dealing with this, um, being in the trenches with special needs families, seeing the lack of opportunities for teenage pregnant women and seeing her parents sit there in a small town when their daughter is going to be off saving the world. Um, we've got some real issues. We can take her family and we probably have a textbook of issues. Yeah, I guess that they had to do something to attract attention to themselves, but I don't want to go off point. But, I, again, I want, to reiterate on, I want to reiterate that I was kind of shocked that she touched so many different areas, but... Really, she did not touch this issue at all, which I would think should be hot on the agenda for any presidential nominee because when you talk about the numbers and statistics, Bunny, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, um, there's people over 50 that have an extraordinary large disposable income in the numbers that you have come up with. Am I correct? Yes, about 53% of the wealth in this country is is owned by people over 50 years old, but that leaves 47% that that don't necessarily have what it takes to take care of them in their elderly years. Yeah, because I would imagine there's definitely an upside-down pyramid. What's happening is is that, you know, these people probably, I would I would be curious if you knew what percentage of that number in the older set did not properly prepare. I think most of us, first of all, this older generation never expected to live as long as they do. We have that coupled with the Depression-era mentality, so many of these older adults that do have money simply won't spend it. That may bode well for the boomers that aren't so great at spending money, so they may have the parents' money that they didn't spend, but we have some real concerns on many levels. Um, Again, when social... Security was started. Uh, it was enough to take care of. Traditionally, it was the families that took care of people, and they stayed in the house. 
Having that Social Security gave people an independence to go out on their own, and they liked it. Most people liked the freedom to be able to choose where they live. And now as inflation kicks in and all the other factors that are there in terms of government spending and priorities, we're, we're looking at many, many people in my world, certainly, that can't afford to live the way they want to live. No, and I think that's really important for anybody that's listening. You know, when you're thinking about your portfolio and you're thinking about sexy stocks and talking to financial planners about all kinds of things that might be slightly risky in this unpredictable economy, um, I think that it's very, very important to know somebody like Bunny Dibness who really can make your money work for you in your long-term care. Now, listen, we're going to have to take a quick commercial break. Um, Bunny, we'll continue with Bunny Dibness from, from Live Home. We'll be back in just a second. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. There's a purpose revolution sweeping the world. Now more than ever before, in the midst of so many things they could do, people are asking what they should do. Since 1991, John Stanko has been helping people all over the world answer these questions. Now John is bringing his purpose message and philosophy to Voice America, where you will hear from people of purpose like John, who have found what they were created to do. Join John and his guests from around the world every week on his show, Your Purpose Quest, 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern right here on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Zibnis, and she's the Director of Professional Services for Live Home. And um, Bunny, you've been very, very informative. I wanted to tell our listeners and the people who download this show at a later date that you can find out more information about Live Home through www.livehome.com, and I'm sure that there's a wealth of information that will bring you to the pros that can really help you out or answer questions when you're dealing with this very, very real part of life planning. And I'm going to continue asking um, Bunny questions. And, Bunny, we do have some questions that came in to me, you know, from around the country, and some of those questions are you know, are guaranteed to be addressed and some of the things we will continue to cover. So I'm going to go on and um, continue with this interview before I go to our listeners. Um, I want to talk about um, this issue, um, you know, because I'm such a feminist. <laughs> As women, are there, are there, more, are there special concerns? A great question. And as a woman, it's a special concern to me. And I think for me, speaking as a baby boomer, an adult child of older parents and a professional, I see really many, many different areas that, that are a reality for me personally and for women in general. I mean, I think there's a real reality for women. Um, despite how men are changing, the reality is most of the women continue to be the caregivers. And it's first, it's the spouse, and then it's the adult daughter, and then if there's no daughter, well, then it's the daughter on one of the nieces, nephews, and grandchildren or granddaughters, and then it becomes the man. Um, I think that's one issue that, um, again, has changed. But as it is now, we know most of the calls we get are from the adult daughters. There's some great sons out there, and inevitably they'll, uh, I'll get the calls. They're concerned about mom, and that's great, and they'll do anything. But the bottom line is, well, I'll get my sister, I'll get my wife to talk to you further. It sounds a little chauvinistic. It's it, it, <laughs> chauvinistic, but we can talk later about how, how men can really be helpful and do the things that they do, and if we give them a chance to work in the way they do. The truth is women communicate differently and traditionally have been the nurturers, but certainly the men have their part, and we see many, many great and caring sons and fathers and all that, but... The truth is the majority of the caregivers continue to be women. They're the ones that are leaving their jobs. They're the ones that are staying home, running after work to take care of their moms and making the meals and giving the baths and those kinds of things. Um, the other reality, as I think we know, and at least in this time, is women live longer. Um, they live almost 10 years longer than men, and that coupled with the fact that, that traditionally, until, uh, until Demi Moore, I guess, that women married men that were older than them, that you've got women alone for a lot longer than we have men. Um, staggering amounts when you walk into these assisted living or nursing homes, you see, you know, eight and ten people that are women in these, in these facilities, So, um, which leads us to there's simply more chronic illness. Men tend to die faster. You know, they'll die of a heart attack where women's illnesses, the arthritis, the osteoporosis, and those things, tend to linger, um, linger on and make people um, disabled before they actually die. Um, again, I mentioned institutionalization. 
um, four out of five uh, four out of five people in institutions, particularly nursing homes, are women. Uh, it leads us to more women are um, more likely to face poverty. They are, and this is partly because they're more they're more likely to be single. And, and in terms of the social security rules, as soon as one spouse dies, the other one ceases to get that part of their social security. Um, they have lower income, and there's all kinds of other kinds of issues that um, make women particularly financially vulnerable. Um, as boomers, I think we've seen something, again, those 85-plus that we didn't see before. Now we have this new word, um, the sandwich generation. So not only do we have parents that are living longer, uh, but we also tended to have children later. So we've got these kids we're worrying about as well as, so you're worrying at one time about PTA meetings and, and where your child is going to get into high school or college, and you're also worrying about how to take care of your older parents. Um, it's not, that's not fun, particularly when you're a single mom. That certainly is not fun, and particularly when you're a single mom and you don't have a trust fund, no. No, it's, uh, it really becomes uh, a juggle. It yes. really becomes a juggle. I have a question, actually. It's a very simple question, somewhat related, I would guess. I think um, Jay from Toledo, Ohio, um, wrote in um, that he is confused of what the age is that you could become applicable for Social Security because he's heard you know, conflicting information. Can you advise on that, Bunny? Yeah, well, it's just some information, and I'm not an expert on that, but certainly you become eligible for Social Security if you're 62 years old or you're disabled. However, to get the maximum, the longer you wait for Social Security, the, the more you get per month. So um, basically it's changing out what's 65 when you hit your, your, your basic full rate of Social Security. Now for some of us it's 66 to 68 years old. Um, if you wait longer, it's even more. Uh, the important thing, and I, I just recently saw an argument about that, whether you should take that money and it really need to, not, not to listen to me, but go to your financial advisors, whether you take it at 62 or 65 or 66. I heard the number about 12 years banter around. So if you have a family that lives into their hundreds or 90s or even 80s, um, by the time you're 78 years old, you should make up those 12 years, even with the interest you may be getting or the income generated from that, that extra Social Security taking it early. Now, obviously, if somebody needs to take that, if they stop working earlier and this is their source of income, that you have to look at the practical aspects of that at all. So it's, it's, it's a much more complicated issue than I have today, but I think with a good pencil and paper and a good financial person, you can really make those answers for yourself. Okay, and, uh, you know, it's good to know, and I want to reiterate here that even though you might not be an expert in everything, I think that um, you and the fine people at Live Home can certainly work as a resource to refer people to the right places. Am I correct? That's part of what we do, and I spend a good number of hours every week on the phone, and I'm happy to do it for people that have questions about aging because this aging business uh, the different people are basically in silos working alone, and the system is fragmented. So part of our job is to help people go to the right silo, if you will. Yeah, well, it's, it's very, very important. And do the silos change from state to state? I would imagine at least some of the, you know, general administration does. Yeah, the, the administration, the rules, the availability of resources – 
They do vary from state to state. There are some national programs that can help people find, find the appropriate, particularly public resources out there. And locally, every, again, our state in California, we use Medi-Cal. Other states, it's Medicaid. It's all delivered by the state. So it's, although it's federally funded, there are some differences in the way that we can utilize those services, even locally, you know, in terms of various senior centers and whatnot. And as, a, you know, I'm calling you a clearinghouse, and that's probably, you know, not exactly the right word, but for consumer information purposes, if um, a person, if anyone in the USA has basic questions about what kind of coverage they're, you know, they're applicable for, if they have to go into a care facility, um, I would guess that, again, Live Home would be a great resource of information. It's really what you do. Yes. Um, as geriatric care managers in the profession of geriatric care management, we as a profession... That is what we do. We help people make those decisions. I can talk a little bit more about it later on in terms of precisely what we do in our role as care managers. Just a piece of information while we're here and talking about public benefits, and I am not, a, I, I am not a, the, the end all for public benefits. I, have a, I work in the private sector. There is a website through the National Council on Aging called benefitscheckup.org, and this for people that are listening, that are looking for public, public benefits in their community. This is a national website that can link you into all the public benefits that your, your older relative or client is, is eligible for in the country. So it's a good resource to know. And, what's, and, and what is the website, Bunny? Benefits, B-E-N-E-F-I-T-S. Checkup, C-H-E-C-K-U-P dot O-R-G. Good. Well, that's great for everybody to know. I did have a couple of questions. Um, you know, a, a lot of people seem to be listening to this today, and it seems to be a lot of baby, baby boomers who are writing in and, you know, like, oh, my God, I have to wake up and smell the coffee, which is a good thing because I think that's part of what, you know, your challenge is in life, right, to get in front of them before they panic. Yes, it is. And, and the truth is, I usually get that call before they panic and they ignore it, and then I get the calls when they panic. So it's, it's, it's great for our business, not so great for people that have to deal with things in crisis where there's many, many less options. And we're looking forward to talking about how, that, how people can do that better. And in the next segment, we're going to talk specifically about you know, advanced planning that you suggest to address the panic factor and kind of avoid the panic factor and increase the strategic planning factor. And, um, you know, it's a pleasure talking to you, Bunny, because a lot of people are interested in what you have to say. And for people that have, you know, want to know more about what Bunny does, please go to www.livehome.com, and that's L-I-V, home.com. And um, we're going to have a couple of more segments with Bunny, and I encourage people to write in, call in. We'll try to get to your questions or at least address them with answers that, you know, we know that we're already going to provide. So stay tuned for the next segment, and we'll be right back.
the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production of 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakn-rollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. That's Cindy Rakowitz, Blackman Rakowitz Public Relations, and I'm interviewing Bunny Dibness from Live Home, and we're talking about a fascinating subject, a relevant subject. A lot of people are writing in with questions. Um, we have to talk about planning for our, what we used to call May to December years. Are they still called May to December years, Bunny, or because it extended so much, should we call it like, you know, maybe... March through December years. I don't know. I thought they were May-December romances. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I have to brush up on my college literature, I guess. But I want to talk to you about planning. Sure. And what kind of advanced planning would you suggest? That's a loaded question, I know. But I know you have the chronological, you know, practical answers. You know, I think the first thing that people have to do is make the assumption that they're and understand that they probably will live a very long time. 
for a couple, and I know the insurance guys know these numbers better, there's something like a 90% chance that one of the couple, if they both live to be 65, will live to be past 90. So plan as if you're going to live that way. It means enjoying what you have now, but also looking forward and understanding your values or preferences. Um, look in what you have. Look at the, the relationships you have in the family and those social supports that may exist for you, but also look at your, the financial reality. So for some people, they insist they want to, and this continues to be true, they want to stay in the home, understand the costs involved in that, look at your finances. If you're not putting money away for, for retirement, look, look into that. Do you want to retire early? Um, if you can't afford the lifestyle you would like to live, you have to start looking at how is that going to be funded. Are you going to be checking into the long-term care insurance, which can be a wonderful tool for the right people to pay for those, uh, that are able to pay for those, um, staying at home, say, and the cost of caregiving and those. Um, talk to kids. Um, a funny meeting I had last week after a, a, an active professional asked her daughter if she would take her in when she got old, and her response was, no, but I'll find you a great nursing home. So she came to me to look at long-term care planning. So first is planning ahead, um, doing good legal planning, making sure we remember that Terry Schiavo case and making sure that there are advanced directives of health care and powers of attorney. If you're getting on an age, it can't be, you know, we see 90-year-olds that their 90-year-old spouse is their, their health care decision maker and their agent for money, and they're both in the same shape. So having alternatives that you trust. So, so you can, again, boomers want control. You can control by having the right agents to take care of, of some of these health care decisions, making sure your estate is planned, um, and really looking and see what the resources, be realistic about what's out there. Um, if you live in a city like an urban area like Los Angeles, like I do, or one of the other large cities, Facilities can be very expensive. The government is a fallback, and right now there is a safety net through the Medicaid program, and that is nursing homes. It is not these big, beautiful uh, hotel-like, cruise-like assisted livings that we see popping up in our community. Yeah, well, how do people, you know, how do people see, get a reality check of what they're paying for? Is the question, you know, are they going around and actually looking at? These nursing homes, so to speak, you know, so they could get, they could really understand where they're going to put their parents, and are their parents going to really like it? Sure, and I, it's a good question, and I think there that there are two questions. One is the assumption that if they found the perfect place, their parents would want to move. Um, better talk to your parents first, um, and the other is finding the appropriate place. So there's two things to look in. One is the type of facility that you would like to be in and the affordability of that, of that facility. But third in that is can you afford what you like? So there's lots of it. You can speak to people like me and my cohorts all over the country, geriatric care managers that you can find on our website, um, www.caremanager.org, and you can find professionals like me all over the country. And it is our job and the people we work with to go out there to meet with the clients, to look at all these kinds of issues and create a plan. So it might be a pre-plan to get, to get service for those that are low income. There are senior centers all over 
Again, through the Older American Act, the one thing we do have is senior centers in every county. You can get those through the um, the uh, elder care locator on the on the computer, or again, this benefits checkup I spoke about, or calling the area agency and aging in your community. So there are professionals that can help you. There are professionals that know this. I know the facilities out there. I have different, there are different people in the community that specialize in these kinds of placements. So narrowing down the list before you're dragging your 90-year-old mother around to maybe two or three that are appropriate, both financially, culturally, aesthetically, all those kinds of issues. So lots of things that have to be done before you go running out and looking. And then, of course, if you're looking for yourself, understand that like the boomers are changing, the models are changing. Well, let me ask you a question. What this is a this is sort of a tough one, but a practical one. You know, one of the things that you mention in your outline and your brochures is you know communication between you know families about this subject. Yeah. You know, what what age would you recommend? And I know I'm kind of pinpointing it to you know age, but it might be something that somebody you know an echo boomer or a Gen Y person might be asking. It's complicated. You know, if a parent doesn't want to talk about long-term care, you know, does the does a child take the initiative and say, "What do you want to do with your life?" So I could help you plan. <laughs> when is it appropriate to ask that question? You have a lot of you know echo boomers that are coming out of you know are graduating from college today. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden they're thrust into adulthood. They are facing their own insurance issues because mommy and daddy can't take care of health insurance anymore. The law won't permit them to, you know. Um, So they're bombarded with their own questions about, you know, how to provide for themselves as young adults when you're, you know, postgraduate and in your young to mid-20s. I mean, you know, when is it the appropriate time for parents and child to have this discussion? It's a good question. I think, you know, one of the things is understand the generation, that Depression-era generation, the World War II generation, they didn't talk about those things. They were very secret, and I think some of us boomers are, are in the position we are in because our parents, it was private. They didn't tell you. They were proud. They didn't tell you if there were financial problems or on the other side, that they had millions of dollars sitting in the bank. Boomers are a little more open in general. I think in terms of conversation, like advanced planning and healthcare directives, do it as early as possible. And, and that way there's no surprises and devastation later on. When we have assumptions, if an older parent said, well, I took care of my, I took care of my parents, I assume my daughter's going to take care of me, and we see this all the time, and surprise, surprise, daughter's husband really doesn't like his mother-in-law or there's no room in their house or daughter working full-time or she doesn't really get along with her mother and it's not going to happen. So the, the long and short question is you find, the more information, the more communication, the more pre-planning, the better the outcomes are. I think this is not only true for, for this topic but so many topics. Are there seminars that... Um you know, grown-up kids can go to with their parents. You know, when you get pregnant, you and I discuss this, for every stage in life, there's books, there's, um, you know, when you're, when you're pregnant, you go into Lamaze class and the hospital encourages you to do so, right? So, I mean, you know, you're kind of hand-fed things to do and textbooks and handbooks. 
you know, for every, for many of the stages that we go through in life. So the question is, um, are there seminars for, you know, sort of baby boomers to attend with their, you know, Gen Y echo boomer children? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, good, um, good, good. There are good. a number <laughs> of things people can do. Not as easy because, again, it's not as sexy as having a baby. And I have this experience professionally in terms of people, again, interested in going into this field. But certainly in the legal financial world, there is not a day that goes by that you can't pick up the newspaper, that there are seminars. Um, I would stick away from the self-promotion and go to the universities or extension classes, take a look at your your community colleges, your high schools, your universities. They have classes on aging. Um, The various professional associations like the Alzheimer's Association have classes all the time. There are folks like me that are out there in the public on any given week, um, and this is true, again, of my colleagues all over the country that were speaking and talking at senior centers and various places where older adults hang out. There are also the Internet and um, that, that wasn't there uh, 10 years ago that has all kinds of information. You have to screen it, of course, and, and make sure that it's all relevant and there are books out there. Um, I'm, I'm on a committee that met yesterday, and we had to go through about 30 different books through the American Society on Aging that are new this month on aging to screen to do book reviews. So um, you kind of Google your, your books, and you can find almost any topic. And again, universities or adult education are a great place to start on some of this planning. It's kind of how, I mean, didn't you go back to school and that's how you got your master's and your MFT and didn't you just start taking classes yes, in this area and then you became sort of blown away by how big this really was? My background is, and I think I mentioned, in thanatology, death and dying, and, and that was very in in the late 70s and early 80s and lo and behold, 30 years later, um, you just don't die. You have to get old first. So, it held me in good stead to learn about and understand about the dying process. But we can be, it can be 30 years post-retirement um, that you're dealing with some of these very different aging issues, but all kinds of aging issues. So it really is essential for people to start preparing, whether that's the 20-year-old putting money in their 401k plan or the 40-year-old having the conversation with their parents in terms of, future plans and current plans and resources and expectations and all those kinds of things. Very important. Well, listen, we are concluding this segment. We have one more segment with Bunny Dibness from Live Home, and that's www.livehome.com. And stay tuned, and we'll finish up, and we'll try to answer everybody's questions. I promise. Stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rock and Roll Productions, we do everything. 
Except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Real Talk with Marcy Mason, a refreshing and charming talk radio show for all of you entertainment enthusiasts. Whether you're stargazing on Hollywood Boulevard or in the stands cheering for your favorite team, Real Talk is here to satisfy the curiosity of the dedicated lifestyle and entertainment enthusiasts by giving everyday people the information they crave about what's going on in their communities and the world around them. Don't miss Real Talk with Marcy Mason, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on The Voice America Channel. Did you do your homework today? Relationship Homework is a program about working with others in the home and in the workplace. Relationships with others are vital in getting work done. You'll learn guidance and reclaim the power to expand your capacity to take effective action in your relationships at home and at work. Each program will include a weekly homework assignment to take back and implement over the following week. Join host Udall DeOlio for Relationship Homework every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We are finishing up our show with Bunny Dibness, and we're talking about um, long-term care, which is a very, very important topic in our lives today. And again, as a resource, I want people to look into www.livehomelivhome.com, and um, you know, I'm sure that Bunny has her contact information listed somewhere on there, and we have a lot of questions to address. Bunny, I, you know, a couple of questions that came in, you know, um, it, you know, it's funny. There, there seem to be people that are not worrying. I mean, there are people that worry financially, obviously, and that are financially challenged always, particularly in this economy. But, you know, for people that have money, you know, they might be overly smitten with themselves because they probably have this mentality that, oh, I'll take care of my mother and father because money is no object. But it's not as easy as that, is it? It absolutely is not easy of that. Um, welcome to my world. And um, it's, it's the majority of our families have some kind of complicated issues that go along with it's not just about throwing money at it. One is the expectations, again, that we talked about, so that women are going to take care of them. Um, and they, they don't, the parents are not trusty of caregivers. They're worried about taking up, they're worried about losing control. There's huge amounts of denial involved in some of the needs, so there can be resistance 
um, the tendency for people to want to get to spend as little as they can on, on long-term care, and these are when the disasters come in. They hire people that they barely know to come into their house without screening them or doing due diligence or having any oversight, and they end up with horrible, horrible problems. There are the conflicts in families where people have differing needs, and they look at their parents in terms of their responsibilities very, very differently, and there will be huge fights between siblings that may go back to mom always liked you better and there's six of us and why is there one that's taking all the burden of elder care on with them? There are spouses that are in disagreements that there may be one sixth spouse but the other spouse wants the attention. So they're on and on and on. As a psychotherapist by training, I see more of the issues have to do with really some of these psychosocial issues and many times the actual care that's needed. Um, the other truth, we see many high-profile cases and many powerful people that have a certain, pers- they're personified a certain way in the public. So to start aging, especially in a city like Los Angeles that, that puts youth up on a pedestal, it can be very, very difficult for people um, as they age going out there and asking for help or going to a support group to hear other people and get, get some of this information. So I personally find some of these people, the, the more well-known they are, the more affluence they have, um, oftentimes the more difficult it is for them. So it, it, it becomes very complicated. As I like to tell my, my classes of graduate students who all seem to gra- gravitate towards taking care of the three- and four-year-olds, it's so much more interesting to have 80 or 90 years of pathology when you've got three generations of families together rather than just a couple of years that a three-year-old makes. I know that is a very, very good point, and you know it all. It's funny, um, you know, a lot of us really learn about long-term life planning when we experienced it. And a lot of us become, you know, in a place, those of us that are a little bit more altruistic and less selfish and like to give people information, is share our experiences, you know, when we had to deal with it and what we've learned. And I think that there's so much information that can be shared. In fact, you know, I have to say that there are a number of people, um, you know, who have experienced the loss of a husband, let's say, for the sake of argument. And, you know, I mean, you know, because of a heart attack or whatever the case may be. And, you know, they're baby boomers, and they didn't anticipate that they were going to be single at 55 years old or even 50 years old. And what people are doing, the people that I'm meeting through this network of teachers and people who have experienced long-term care or advanced directives or somebody that's dying and not knowing what to do or how to handle it right are coming up with their own businesses, either profit or not-for-profit, you know, a lot of them profit, um, to help others. There's a woman by the name of Barbara Newman in New York who lost her husband about a year ago, and she started a company in Connecticut, in um, Connecticut, called a Dignified Life Personal Assistance for Lives and Transitions, and it's really because she lost her husband, and she has two young kids. She, it was an unanticipated, fast death, and she was just appalled at the lack of resources that were around to help her. Yeah, I, uh, the one comment I can make because it's certainly true for some of the people I see in my world. 
it's one thing, and it's certainly having the life experiences gives you some empathy and some understanding, but what it doesn't give you is objectivity. So we have many people, for instance, we have the profession I'm in, geriatric care management. There are, there are many, because it's not a regulated profession, and most of us are licensed professionals, there are many people out there that decide that they're going to be a care manager because they have experience with taking care of an older parent. Well, it takes more than just having the experience of taking care of an older parent. Great starting point to get involved and for understanding. But there really, this is a complicated issue with aging because of all the legal and financial and psychosocial and biological issues that go with it. You can't just decide you're a professional because you lost a husband or you you took care of an older parent or those kinds of things. So I would I would encourage the public to beware and do some screening when you go to to professionals and also to understand support groups are great and I recommend them at all times because nobody knows knows things like peers, but it you get ten people together and you might glean something from one. So really be careful in a world where um People can put up shingles without any without any real training, and again, many times without the objectivity, and sometimes with malfeasance in mind. So, it's this population is vulnerable when people have emotions dealing with this. There's not one right way. If I can leave people with anything, there is not one right way to get older. So we have to be we have to get to people that can look at the bigger picture. And look at their experience. You know, I like to say, um, and I got this from my colleague Steve, um, we have seen as professions many beginnings, middles, and endings. So something that somebody coming into this and only knowing one ending may not be the most objective person to help somebody. So, uh, you know, I think for people that are going through this and you have friends that seem to have done it so much better than you, you don't know what their mother was like. You don't know what the resources, how good their brothers and sisters were. So um, what part of the country they live in, you know, what other kinds of obstacles or supports that they have. So, I, you know, as great as all these people are that are out there putting up shingles again and using the opportunities, and many people are using their opportunities, it really is incumbent for people to do due diligence before they hire anybody or take... It has to be common sense-wise for some of this to make sense if it's right for your family. I think that's really true. Give it, leave us with, a, with common misunderstandings you encounter. Sure. Um, I, and I think um, one of those, is, and, and I sort of ran off on this thing, is that all people are similar, and, and we have stereotypes and what's, what's old. So I think... We have to remember we see every year we see 85-year-olds running marathons and, and then we see 40-year-olds with multiple sclerosis in wheelchairs. So we don't want to stereotype this group. It is the most different group in the world. Um, many other that, um, that, that most people won't need this long-term care. It's kind of like what's the chance your house is going to burn down? The truth is one in four people will need some kind of long-term care. That's, that's a profound, you have to think about it. I mean, and there's no, there's no marketing gimmicks because, you know, it's all science, right? I mean, you know, 25% of the population. That's a lot. Realistic. You know, some, some people are lucky, and I see, you know, all the time I hear about 95-year-olds that are still living independently. But I know 
nine out of ten of those aren't. So, you know, you just have to be realistic. Do your due diligence. Do your homework. Plan ahead. The worst is you're overprepared. We wouldn't dream about driving without car insurance. Oh, that's exactly Owning a home right. without fire insurance. So I'm not, I don't sell long-term care, and I don't believe it's for everyone, but for those that want control, you know, again, that that's something that people need to look into. Your long-term care, again, maybe your kids or in many cultures at their family and who wouldn't dream of letting mom not live with them. So we have to... We have to understand. You have to look at it. Right, listen, we have to wrap up. I want to thank you, Bunny Dibness. And again, www.livehome.com, L-I-V-H-O-M-E.com. Thank you so much for your generous time, and I hope a lot of people have become much better informed. Until next week, we're signing off. Stars of PR. Please come back next week at 7 a.m. Eastern. For more insider information, go to Public Relations with Cindy Rackett on Stars of PR. We'll see you next time.